But when I look at this game, man, it's like, okay, Ohio State's had difficulty stopping the run. Yeah. Michigan can run the ball well. So it seems like advantage Michigan, except for Michigan, stalls in the red zone and kicks field goals. And you cannot beat Ohio State kicking field goals. So then I'm thinking, okay, advantage Ohio State. <laughs> That's why I said I, I, I don't know. I mean, if – and this maybe this is the game that we finally see – the full potential of J.J. McCarthy, because I got to be honest with you, Howard, I haven't been that impressed because I haven't seen anything that Kay McNamara did not do mm-hmm. that J.J. has done. It's like, uh, I mean, I know Cade is now hurt, but it was like, did we really need to make the switch? Because I don't see that big of a difference here. Like, yeah. you literally bought a house across the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You, you know what, and I think that's what's so interesting and fascinating about this game coming into it, right, is the flaws and so many of the things that you really want to see from the opposing team. I mean, you look at Hayden, the, the, the freshman running back uh, for Ohio State. Yeah. Man, he is really dynamic. And you look at the numbers, he's run inside the tackles uh, more than the other two uh, and really had more success running inside the tackle. But I also yeah, – yeah. You know, to have to tell people that a lot of the times when he was getting carries earlier in the year, the games were out of control or out of hand or in hand if you're Ohio State. And they weren't trying to get out on the edges. They were really just trying to keep things inside and trying to milk the clock. But last week, you know, in the second half, he really had come on and shown a lot. And I think, quite frankly, he could walk away from this game. If Ohio State wins, he could walk out of this game you know, being a, a a national name now for Ohio State as far as a player you have to watch. But with all that saying, to me, the best player on the field will be Marvin Harrison Jr. Right there. They just have to figure out a way to be able to get him the ball. You look at Michigan's secondary, they've given up some things on the 50-50 ball. They, they're they're going to struggle trying to, to cover him. And I, I best believe that if you get a – you know, you get the single side wide receiver. He's open to the wide side, and it's and they're matched up one-on-one. He's going to put it up and, and see what happens because that guy is as dynamic as they come. Uh, he's definitely going to be a difference maker in this game. Now, it's funny because you talk about the Ohio State running back coming in and Hayden, and, and, and it, what it reminded me of was a back that was buried on the bench at the University of Michigan. But once he got his start, he never gave it up, and that was Mike Hart. Yeah. Mike Hart was the guy, but all of a sudden he got in, I think it was either third or fourth string back and mm-hmm. injuries happened and he went out there and the other guys got back healthy and they were like, Hey, I hope you like being the backup because this guy right here, because Ohio state had trouble running the ball. Like you said, whereas he looks like an old school Zeke Elliott type of back where, you know what? They can ride him for 30, 35 carries if they need, because I didn't feel that way about Ohio state this year. Well, the run game was like, okay, well, I guess you're using the pass to set up the run where it used to be use the run to set up the pass. C.J. Stroud, you know, hasn't looked that great under pressure. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of that comes with the lack of balance where you know when he every snap you could just rush him. You don't have to even pretend like they're going to run the ball. And I think now if they have some semblance of a run game, that's going to help Stroud out a lot. Yeah, I know having uh, Mayan Williams and Henderson in the lineup, you know, Ohio State fans and Ohio State coaching staff, I'm sure they're excited about it. But to me, you know, when you just watch it, there's a clear difference between um, the three guys. And Hayden, to me, gives you 
gives you a lot. I mean, he really does. And I'm not saying that he's you know necessarily sur- surpassed those other two guys because they they've done a lot for Ohio State to this point. But if they're unable to go, <laughs> they better watch out because I mean he's. He is really talented. And, and I'll say this. I, I think CJ has to be a part of the run game this week. If he's not a part of the run game, it, yeah. it's going to be a problem. And I know in previous weeks, you know, Coach Day has talked about when CJ runs the ball, it's really out of necessity, right? And, and I think this is another situation where it's got to be out of necessity. He's got to be a part of it because uh, I think that will open up so much more. But I think the other thing that, that's really going to be telling, uh, when you think if you're an Ohio State fan or you're watching this thing from the outside, Ohio State spent the entire offseason talking about how much better they needed to be at the line of scrimmage on both sides. And and that's about the physicality. And trust me, I'm not not saying anybody's soft. I'm not saying they play the game soft. I'm not saying that at all. Just things showed up when they played Michigan a year ago uh, that were really glaring. And Michigan controlled that line of scrimmage. And Ohio State to be able to answer the questions and to be able to come away and win this game, they're going to have to make a decision to really control it. And and I don't know if that's necessarily in their nature because they have so many weapons on the outside and they want to throw it. So, you know, we're going to find out. This is going to be a physical game. And as I said again, you know, that line of scrimmage has to be won by someone. And right now I really give the edge to Michigan on both sides of the ball when you talk about being physical at the point of attack. I do, but uh, number 44, uh, who I'll probably butcher his name on Ohio State, man, if he can give you a performance like he did against Penn State, where he Mm -hmm. was just everything and all that, he showed that he was a top pick uh, coming out of – he was the number one player coming out of of high school. Mm -hmm. That would be a difference maker. Howard, the, the thing is, when I look at this game, I can't call the winner right now. I just yeah. think that I don't think it's going to be as close as people think. I think it's going to be somebody's going to win this thing big. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be rather, like you said, if Michigan can control the line of scrimmages similar to what they did last year yeah. and make Ohio State play catch up and force CJ Stroud into making mistakes, I can see Michigan running away with this. On the flip side, I can see Ohio State coming in there, Michigan, because I, I my magical number is three. If Jake Moody has to kick more than three field goals, Michigan can't win this game. Because I will always say, you can't beat the Alabamas and you can't beat the top teams in the nation who kick field goals. Now, they can kick field goals amongst each other. Alabama and Georgia can because they're even. But when you're playing them and you get a shot, man, if you're Jim Harbaugh, if you're Ryan Day, especially if you're Harbaugh, you you may have to go for it on fourth down because – that's what I see. I think that's where Ohio State lost last year. They they ended up kicking field goals early. Mm-hmm. And they never could catch back up, Howard. Yeah. And that's one of the things that happens, right? They, they've got to really ultimately be able to execute, right? And you look at from the Michigan side, what do they have to do? They have to hit those 50-50 balls or, or rather those uh, explosive plays down the field. They've got to make some of those. And they've been missing way too often on and J.J.'s going to have to make plays outside of the pocket. To me, just like we talked about C.J. having to be a part of the run game, J.J. has to be a part of the run game because that, to me, which creates true uh, um, a difference in what this offense can do because now, you know, when he gets out on the perimeter, man, I mean, now you're putting your defensive players uh, in conflict. And, and that's when you have a quarterback like that, 
that's what you have to be able to do. You have to be able to force guys to make reads, see how athletic they are. And that's why, you know, you, you look at that, you know, some of those run option plays, they, they've got to be able to pull them out of the bag, but they also have to be able to, to run. Now, I, I thought one of the things they showed that was an issue for them last week against Illinois was Illinois is running at 3-4. Right. And when you play against a team like that at 3-4, they get penetration. It throws the entire blocking scheme off, and you just yeah. saw just how uh, how much havoc was created by that front seven of Illinois uh, versus Michigan last week. And that's a secondary to Illinois that comes up with the football. They're going to contest every throw, and that's what they did against J.J. last week. So, you know, they've got to be feeling a little bit better that they're not going to see a, a 34 defense this week but at the end of the day, they've got some guys over there. Zach Harrison decides he, he wants to have another big week. Yeah. I mean, they got some dudes over there that they're going to have to block. But this no, is you're right. And, and, and Howard, 